0: as if the stress is not bad enough. Now we have these conflicting messages, be productive, get creative, use this time wisely, or rest, renew, take it easy. So which is it? We are confronting these frustrating, unrealistic expectations head on, today on Healthy Harmony. Welcome to Healthy Harmony, where we help you clarify and discuss health tactics to harmonize your life. I am your host and health coach, Jennifer Pickett, and today our guest is Justine Froelicher. Justine is a licensed professional counselor full of grit and grace. Justine uses her fiery passion, vulnerability, and witty humor to help others thrive when life doesn't turn out the way they had hoped, dreamed, or planned. She is certified in the work of Dr. Brene Brown. She has over 20 years of experience in traditional mental health and personal growth. Justine is the author of three best-selling books and was also honored to do two TED Talks. She travels internationally, delivering keynotes, workshops, and trainings on topics such as leadership, courage, resilience, and so much more. She lives in St. Louis with her husband, Chad, their three dogs, and for four months of the year, hundreds of monarch butterflies. Welcome, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for okay. having me.
0: You're welcome. Okay. I know we've got to get to the topic at hand. I've got to hear about the butterflies first. I've I got to, I think that would just yeah. do my soul some good to hear about mm-hmm. these butterflies. You know, Isn't
1: it wild? Okay. So I mean, I've always liked butterflies. I always have, but I, after my husband and I went through our infertility journey and we, um, we lost three babies. We ended the journey without children and we live what I call a child full life. So I, work hard to do my own work and to make this a gift in creating and asking for and receiving other ways to parent. And so one of the things that we did in our like recovery after we ended our journey was I'm a therapist, right? So I knew that people, especially couples who learn hobbies together are just Happier people, and so it helps. It does, it helps, and, and and one of the keys though is to learn the hobby together,
0: <laughs> not, okay. yes. not to
1: necessarily have your spouse be teaching you the hobby. I don't think a lot of couples are equipped for that. Like it usually means some fights, but like so. We I I don't we live in St. Louis, Missouri. Monarch butterflies are pretty much endangered. We've lost 90% of the population over the last 25 years, and so. Our, St. Louis is in the middle of the monarch migration highway. When, when they migrate from Canada to Mexico, they pass right through um, St. Louis, through oh, wow. us, usually through. Um, technically, I really am not supposed to have them till July to about October. However, the last couple of years they've come very early. So we just got word that as of right now, monarchs have been spotted in uh, Arkansas and Tennessee so far. So they are on their way. Um, they have woken up from hibernation in Mexico, and so. I literally, we live on an acre here in the middle of St. Louis, and we've planted a ton of milkweed, which is a literal weed. So a lot of people like to get rid of it, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's beautiful. And um, we raise butterflies. So I, during butterfly season, I go outside, I collect the eggs. Ideally, I want to try to find them as eggs. I bring them inside, I feed them for two weeks as they grow as caterpillars, and then for two weeks they are in their chrysalis, and then I let them go to just help um, the population because the statistics are pretty they're they're not great and so in the wild about one to five out of every 100 monarch eggs laid makes it to a healthy butterfly
0: oh goodness they
1: have a lot of natural predators in nature like stink bugs and wasps and flies and then obviously us humans are their biggest ones because we use a lot of chemicals and that poisons them and so i i i you know I maybe lose twenty percent or so, and usually it's because of just natural predators because I didn't catch them in time as eggs. And okay. so I like it's the craziest and weirdest hobby ever. and we've we've done it for this will be our fifth season, and we release usually anywhere from two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty monarchs a year.
0: That's amazing. It's and, crazy. And they're just so gorgeous. and you just yeah. kind of immediately get that peaceful feeling so that's exciting that that is that's coming your way it is coming up
1: and how badly does the world need that sign of resilience
0: right now right oh for the love yes
1: Yes. and so I actually as a part of this like season that we are in I recorded four butterfly classes because well kids are stuck at home and parents are trying to freaking like educate them (laughs) So oh, I, was like, I love that. I was like, I'll record some butterfly videos for them. So, like, I have four butterfly videos on YouTube. And, like, I, I always tell parents, I'm like, I just, it's a nature lesson. Or it's yes. quality time for you, or it's forty minutes total where you can go cry or breathe, yeah. you know, or work <laughs> because they're engaged in safe content. Whatever, <laughs>
0: yeah, whatever it takes. And two, it just again, I mean, whatever we can do to, I mean, showcase God's creation uh-huh. and just the resilience. Like I love that word exactly. of that of that butterfly. So I'm so glad that you let us know about those classes. And you said, I mean, this is such a a difficult time it's just man, it's overwhelming. I mean none of us could have anticipated this so how are how are you and your husband coping during this time? what are you guys doing to kind of survive and to to be resilient?
1: it's you know it's been so um, it's 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 hard I, I don't think you know there's a big blog going around right now like parents were not okay and um, I'm not, I don't think any of us are okay, and you know, and, and at the same time, if you are okay today or this moment, be okay, <laughs> right? Yes. Like yes. don't question it, like lean into it, be okay. Don't let foreboding joy and dress rehearsing catastrophes steal the okayness. If in right now you are okay. And mm-hmm. so it, it's been, one of the things that's been interesting is you know, I'm, I'm a speaker, corporate trainer, and obviously my events are canceled. And so now I am kind of figuring out how to serve the world with my gifts. And because the work that I teach is greatly needed. I mean, it was needed before all of this, but now this is just shining even a brighter light on it. And so like, how do I find ways to, to still teach and speak when it's all virtual? And then my husband is a CFO accountant. And so, you know, he is doing more work as they, you know, they furloughed a lot of employees here in mm. St. Louis for their company. And so yeah. he's in the corner bedroom working. And so it's been this piece of like really a couple things, like one, making sure you ask for what you want and need, and we cannot read each other's minds. We have to ask for what are, what we want and need. And also within that, set some good boundaries within that. Because one of the things was a couple of weeks ago, Chad, Chad was like, cause I was like talking at dinner and Chad's like, I spend all day talking to people in that corner bedroom. And I was like, whereas I spend the day <laughs> writing content for social media and talking maybe into a webcam, like recording. But a that's video, it. Right? But yes. that's it. Yes. And So I'm like wanting conversation. And then, so then on top of that, he's an Enneagram nine. I'm an Enneagram four. Like he needs quiet. And like, so he was like, yeah. he's like he looks at me and so i started the series on my insta stories it's called chad in the wild because 3 weeks ago 2 weeks ago he asked me he goes can i just go check on my trees outside for a little while and i was like before you talk to me and he goes yeah 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 <laughs> and i was like okay and like one day he's like i'm going to go pick up dog poop okay and i was like okay and then and then we'll talk you do you <laughs> you. you do you whatever it, whatever it takes right but it's asking because it was for me to say like look dude like I need you to be here and be present with me at the end of the day because I'm by myself, right? Like, and he needs to be able to say, I need time to be outside by myself first. And it's like, okay, let's ask for what we want and need, set those boundaries, be clear, know that sometimes people don't have it to give and then that's okay. We got to kind of rumble with the emotions that that brings up and then maybe go find it somewhere else. So like, if he doesn't have it to give one day, then I better be willing to reach out to one of my friends to get it.
0: That's a great point. That's a great point. Don't expect those people
1: in your house to be the be all end all and everything because they're not they weren't before this. They sure as heck aren't going to be after like during this. It's just not, not possible.
0: So that's, uh, that really kind of ties in to our next topic for conversation, you know, as we discuss these expectations and kind of, you know, managing those expectations of each other. So let's mm-hmm. talk about these um, expectations for ourselves. I know that it's a, a just a timely message. And personally, I'm struggling a bit with this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I need to produce, I need to create. And then I have this other side that says no take it easy like it's gonna be okay so how do we deal with that conflict
1: I so my answer to that is always so annoying and I have taught this concept for years and it never gets easier and it never gets more comfortable and I also know it is where our health and our happy and our magic lie it's both I you know I think if if. Be like, give yourself permission to be where you're at. If you are Mm -hmm. at the place of where you are getting inspired and God's bringing you all these ideas and you're going to serve and you're going to create and you're going to make new products, new ideas, whatever it might be, go for it. Or like you feel the energy and the mood and the inspiration to declutter, do those house projects, learn a new hobby, go for it. Or if you need to sit in the corner and cry for a little while, go for it.
0: i think the biggest part
1: is like it's that piece of giving ourselves permission to feel what i call the complicated gray it's the permission of the and. it's that messy middle of you can actually feel more than one emotion at the same time our brain doesn't like it because our brain's not really wired for it our brain is wired to keep us super comfortable to keep things simple right like good bad, black white easy hard like and yet life, especially life in quarantine and how our hearts are wired and how God made us to live in connection and with emotion to feel. It's not simple and it never will be. And so we, I, there has to be the message that needs to start being shared more throughout this crisis. And I, I'm calling this, this is a season. This is a season. It will pass. We, mm-hmm. we can rest assured that somehow, some way we will be better when we get through this season, it will not be without scars and losses by any means and trauma for some of us. And like, but with, to get through the season better on the other side, I must give myself permission to be where I am and to not over attach or over identify with it. Like it's okay to feel the hard. It's not okay to wallow in it and to over identify with it.
0: I love how you put that, that, that you address that gray area and it's about the and. Mm-hmm. So let's unpack that a little bit more because I think sometimes I struggle with the and part and thinking yeah. it really has to be <laughs> one way or the other. Okay. I need to be super happy, super energized, super productive, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, I'm, uh, I am you know need to be crying in the bed. So yeah. like, how do we deal with the and? Let's unpack that a little bit because I think yeah. that's some really good stuff.
1: Well, and it's, it's so interesting. It's in my first Ted talk and I, I use my story. I, God gifted me with this incredibly, what many people call sad and hard story. I no longer call it that. It is my big story. Um, because when I call it my sad, hard story, it identifies the entire thing. And that, that doesn't, that doesn't honor, my three babies that I will meet in heaven one day. And it doesn't glorify Mm -hmm. God and it doesn't speak to my, my truth. And so one of the things that I say in that first Ted talk is I am a forever grieving mother and a woman who chooses to do the work to make this a gift. I have grief and joy. I have happy and sadness. I have trust and surrender all in one moment in one person. And as uncomfortable as that is, it, it is there that our healing lies. And I, this can get difficult when it comes to things like, you know, personal development and coaching sometimes, or, and sometimes, especially in the faith community, like you're not allowed to have fear because we have Jesus.
0: Well,
1: like I, no, I, I, Jesus is going to sit with me in the fear. Right. And he's going to witness it. And he, he felt, he felt fear and disappointment and grief. He walked this all first. And so like that space of like, I, I'm going to give myself permission to feel both, even though it's really, really messy. It's vulnerable and none of us like to feel vulnerable. And so We really don't. We no, really don't. We don't.
0: We weren't taught how to feel vulnerable. Most of no, no. Right? And I love how you've taken your story and Uh, you're using that. So it's such a, um, it's such a heartbreaking story. And I could hear the emotion in your voice. It's, it's still there, those three babies that are in heaven. So how did that shape you and form you? Because anybody would take a glance at you and go, wow, she is amazing and she's traveling and she's doing all of these speaking engagements and she is just so inspirational how do you take that pain and let it transform you into what you see today is it about the and what is it what is it about how do you do that I mean, the end is a huge it's a huge part of it I
1: it and it, there was a lot of it was like my own work right like because there's been times I used to say like because we're We're eight years out. Actually, it was just last week, which also probably plays into some of my difficult week this week, like was Mm -hmm. our last embryo transfer eight years ago, you know, and so like, so sorry. And it's so like, it's a long time ago. And there's this piece and I used to say, like, I'd give anything to have them here. And I don't, I wouldn't trade any of this, like, because I wouldn't have any of this without having been given the gift of them in the way that I was given them. I will allow that to be enough. Also because I refuse to be a sad, bitter shell of who I once was.
0: Mm, yeah. That doesn't
1: serve the world. It doesn't serve me. And so like that piece of like it it and you and see there's the and again. And yes. me being <laughs> so grateful of like where I am in this work and I, I love I love my life. That does not by for one second. By any means, erase how badly I wanted them. Yes, right. Like, and how much I wanted to be a mother in the traditional sense of the way. It was up to me to reclaim my life, to to rewrite it, to 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 figure out what the rise looked like. And so there is that piece of like, I don't get a lot of. I would not have gotten me back without the gift of them and also the loss of them.
0: Mm. I I best don't best I don't teams. get any of it yeah yeah
1: and so I it's that work it's the work though of all of it and and it's been like this whole season this we're stuck at home you know I I did a post a, a, even like a couple of weeks ago and I go you're you're tired the average person has kids at home they are trying to figure out how to work from home, have a coworker of their partner or spouse who also is trying to figure out how to work from home. They have children Mm -hmm. of different ages, most likely, who now they're trying to figure out how to e-school. They might have pets. They're trying to deal with the fear and the anxiety and the scarcity, all these feelings that most of us just don't know how to feel and and express and cope in a healthy way to begin with. And I'm over here wondering what it would be like to have to homeschool three seven-year-olds.
0: Right, right.
1: And I will not. Is that bringing it? up some just oh, some yeah. sadness
0: and some Absolutely.
1: okay? Like it's really igniting that grief for sure. Like sure. Like Chad and I tried to play two new games this weekend, and I looked at him and I was like, "Playing games with two people sucks." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? And he was like, "It does because the only person that I can like you know destroy or like screw up their game is you." <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's just like there's this piece of like. And I I, like that takes us to how much of like judgment and comparison is in this season right now. My heart is not harder than your heart. Your heart might be special because you're trying to figure this out with kids. My heart is special in that, like, I'm imagining what it would be like with kids. And this is igniting a lot of grief. And like, it also makes you wonder of like, oh my gosh, how long will I be here with just one other person? Because we don't have anybody to help us with our chores or to take our pictures or to play games with or to be frustrated with or to be exhausted by. And like when we compare our hearts, like we have got to get out of the pain Olympics because that's disconnection. It's just really hard. The thing though, and I've always preached that lesson for years. The thing about this, this health season crisis that we are in with Corona is... So there's days, especially those harder, darker days, that this collectiveness of it—that we're all in this in this together—is not making me feel better. It's just making me feel even more sad.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, why is that? Um, I mean, you you know, you talk about the comparison, but that that general statement of "Hey, we're all in this together." What is it about that statement that kind of rubs you the wrong way?
1: I well, I love it because we all are. We are all in this together. It's. I think that part of it is like, there's, this is not, not affecting every single person. There are some people that are a little less affected. Like I I did, I had one friend that I checked in with. and I was like, how are you doing? She goes, I feel horrible saying this, but like our lives aren't that different. Like my schedule at work has changed a little bit. Um, my husband still has his job. We have little kids though. So we're not homeschooling. Like we're stuck at home. So that's harder. But she, and I was like, don't apologize for where you're at. Like so true. It, like You don't need to apologize for that. I just wanted to check in on you. And, sh- and you know what she did? She met me back with presence. She was like, how are you guys doing? Is this, I'm assuming that like all your speaking stuff has been canceled. And I go, yeah, it has. And Chad's company laid off 30 or furloughed 30 people. And so like, we are, we're limited in our connection right now. We are not limited in our presence. However, yes. most people, we don't know how to be truly present with someone because we really tap out of vulnerability and now since we're separated physically and we can only do it on the phone or in video chat we're really asking a lot of people and so this idea like we're all in this together though we're separate most of us just haven't been taught how to be truly present even in person
0: yeah and oftentimes we we just don't give it the time. I mean, honestly, even when everything is fine, do we do we schedule that time? do we make it a priority for true connection and right. empathizing with somebody and listening mm-hmm. to somebody, offering um, support? It's um it this this season really is making us. Evaluate some things. You said you use that word grief. And so this is something I've been thinking about a lot. And I think that is something that we're all facing right now is it's grief. I mm-hmm. mean, and it it makes us recall grief that we've had over our life. So not only are we grieving the way life once was. But for me, I'm I'm starting this whole new wave of grief with my mom, who I yeah. lost seven years ago. It's like, it's just kind of bringing it all to the forefront. And yeah. so how do we manage just seeing how do we manage all of this overwhelming grief? Because it's it, it kind of hits us all at one time.
1: It really does. And, I, you know, first, you know, first week or so we can call we could call this, you know, anxious and and fearful and frustrated, right? Like frustrated at leaders or frustrated at community or other people. And and I kept saying, like, no, 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 no. Like this is all that, and it is bottom line grief. And for some of us, our brain is also going to process it as trauma. You know, no matter that's where a good you,
0: point, yeah, right,
1: right. Like, and not all of us will, but some of us will. And like, that's the tough part about trauma, right? Like, it's all about how the brain takes in that that information. Like, you, we might witness the same exact thing. But my brain locks it away and it, it becomes PTSD, whereas you, it might not. And so like, but there is this collective grief. And I, I've said forever, like, I don't, no one's life has turned out the way they hoped, dreamed and planned. I just, I call that grief. We're all in grief. Whether or not you've lost someone or you've lost a dream or a job or a home or whatever it might be, your life probably didn't turn out exactly the way you wanted, exactly yeah. the way you planned for or prayed for it. And so there is loss in that. And in this season of COVID, there is a ton of disappointment and a ton of grief. And grief is nuanced. And we can all say, oh, there's five stages. It's such... Yes. <laughs> yes. Technically, there's five stages, and like I believe you can experience three of them at the same freaking time. Like, yes.
0: Yes. One, and I would ag- I would agree with you. You know, I, I went to see a, um, a wonderful um, counselor, yeah. at, like about a year after losing my mom, and as as because I I knew the right answers. I had worked in oncology for so long and led a cancer support group, so I knew the right answers. But applying that was a little bit more challenging for me personally. And so as we discussed those grief phases, what she said is that it, you know, those grief phases, you don't just move, you don't just get through with one and then you move to the next phase. Mm-hmm. It really comes back and forth like waves. Yeah. And sometimes that wave feels like it just knocks you down. Mm-hmm. So I think acknowledging that, hey, we are all grieving. And let's stop the comparison of, yes. okay, this person has it a lot worse, or I have it a lot worse. Woe is me. Like, let's just, let's acknowledge the grief and let's live in that gray area, the and, right. like you so aptly put it before. I really, I really love that because it's okay to be experiencing grief and still have joy. Um, so I think that's one of my favorite statements that, that you make. Yeah. So um, uh, I want to ask you too, about part of the grieving is, uh, is, is fear. And that fear Mm -hmm. is just pervasive. Mm -hmm. So how do we manage the fear of the unknown and what's going to happen in the future? How do we manage that fear? So
1: it's, for me, it comes to this space of, I don't, I don't want you to be fearless. I don't want you to be shameless. I don't want you to be fearless because
0: that is not okay, how. That's you, powerful. That's powerful because that's I, not what I think I most would expect you to say. I think most would expect you to say, hey, you can do this. Be fearless. So you're saying do not be fearless.
1: I don't want you to be because you were mm. made for connection. You were made to feel. You are not a robot. We are not robots. He, he wired us for relationships. And so I need you to feel your feelings. I need you to name them. And there's a lot of different kinds of fear. Let's be honest. Like there are more feelings than just happy, mad, sad, right? Like there's a lot of different kinds of mad. And so like learn the language. And so name the fear. It is, and name it correctly, name it, name it appropriately. And the, the piece though, is that emotion is energy, I'm going to speak it. I'm going to reach out for help because if I don't, it lives in my brain that loves to spin on stories. And then it starts living in my body and, and I start really reacting from my emotion because I'm stuck in fight, fight or freeze response. I cannot get out of that response unless I speak it out loud. I get it out of me. I bring down the physiological response. I breathe. I pay attention I'm mindful and I'm going to, I'm going to choose to cope with it in an appropriate way in a healthy mm-hmm. way because I need, what happens is we overattach, we over identify to the emotion and it becomes our entire story instead of a moment in our day instead of a day in the week. And it writes the entire ending. I, when we work from this place of courage and vulnerability and wholeheartedness and, and what I believe in how God created us to live and love and lead, we move through our feelings. We don't react from them. We respond to our life so that we can become the co-authors that he wants us to be.
0: I love that. Because, you know, you're acknowledging if I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. There's so much good stuff. And I I have to confess, I'm sitting here trying to take notes at the same time. (laughs) I'm doing the podcast like it's that good. And I'm sure our listeners are doing the same. Like, oh, I need to I need to make a note of that. I need to put that somewhere (laughs) where I can see it. Um, But you're saying we're made to feel and it's okay to feel those feelings and um, and then to to move forward. But we're going to move forward with courage and vulnerability. Um, I really, really love the way you put that so that we're not allowing ourselves to be stuck and mired right. down mm-hmm. by that emotion. Right. Um, like, and we're
1: not supposed to plow. Like, stop plowing through your emotions. Stop. Pl- stop trying to stuff them down into the this endless black hole that does not exist inside of you. Plowing through them, numbing them out. Because when we do that, they live in us and they will make us sick, and we will hurl them onto the people that we love and we love and lead most.
0: Yes. We'll hurl them. And that it's it's such a powerful statement. And I'm going to tell you, that is something I have only come to realize uh, with myself over the past couple of years. Um, I shared with you before that I'm a great shover downer. I am excellent <laughs> at taking some of those feelings and just kind of shoving it deep down and then putting on that happy mask and acting like I have it all together. And I have seen in my own personal health journey how destructive that is to mm-hmm. my physical health, my mental and emotional health and my spiritual health. So yeah. coming from a, you know, confessed, a shover downer, that's why this is so fascinating to me. Well, so, um, Jennifer, don't forget, I confess to you, I am a very good
1: number workaholic.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're either a shover or a number or somewhere in between. Right.
1: Right. Like, and that's, but that's, that's what this work is about. I, I, I'm not this expert at feeling all my feelings or never experiencing shame or never experiencing fear. I choose to walk out the work. I choose to feel the feelings. I I choose to speak the unspoken. I choose to love and lead myself well first so I can love and lead others
0: second. I love it. Oh, I love it. Okay, so as our I'm absolutely sick because our time uh, together is drawing to a close. Um, I'm, I'm curious, what expectations should we set for ourselves right now? Um, what
1: if we didn't set expectations right now? Mm. I mean, we're, there we go. We're in a pretty traumatic, grief-filled, scary, difficult, very full season. Mm -hmm. what if we didn't have to set expectations right now? What if you lived and loved and led and parented knowing that you are actually doing your best in this moment? Because if you knew better or knew knew better, you would have done better in this moment. Right now, in this moment, it is enough. It doesn't mean that we don't have room to grow and change. It does, however, mean that right now it is enough.
0: Justine, I love that. Just those words, I think, made me kind of take a just a collective sigh. And I think all of our listeners just did the same. Like, let's get rid of these stupid expectations <laughs> we're, that we're placing on ourselves or that maybe we think we're getting from others that we have to perform in a certain way or talk in a certain way. And yeah. let's just toss those to the side.
1: Not helpful. They are not helpful. Mm-hmm. Right now
0: my goodness. Okay, so much good stuff. I couldn't write fast enough. So guys, (laughs) I hope that y'all took good notes. Uh, But you can always go back and re listen to this. I know this is one that I'm looking forward to revisiting so many times because just so many good nuggets in here. And again, um, Justine, this just made my soul feel better, honestly, because it was just very freeing to let go of those expectations. And to just feel those feelings and Move forward with courage and vulnerability, and um, and we will get through this time. We yep. will get through it. Um, And uh, we are, we're just in that collective season um, of grief. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much for sharing with us and your wise words of wisdom, but also for being vulnerable. I know that you're good at that, but thank you (laughs) because I think it's very refreshing to all of us and it encourages other people to be vulnerable. I know that is not my first line. That's Uh, not my first response. I'm like, nope, I'd rather just kind of act like I have it all together. But it's so important that we, that we're just vulnerable about our struggles and um, and about our feelings. So yeah. I, I think you're just kind of paving the way with that. I know our listeners are going to want to know uh, where they can be connected with you. So please let everybody know where they can connect with you more.
1: Yeah, so I'm very easy to find because I'm the only Justine Froker, I think in the world, and I have this bright red hair. So if you Google me, you'll
0: find it <laughs> very quickly. I love it, I love it.
1: <laughs> As my business um, consultant manager says, she goes, You have this hair that doesn't occur naturally in nature and you like pull it off. (laughs) And I'm like, thank you. We'll you see do. What, we'll see what it looks like after this. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to be, we're all going to be looking a little bit rough. I'm just worried about my eyebrows, my hair, my nails, all, all the above. It's, it's, it. it's going to be rough.
1: I know it's going to be rough and we'll all be in it together. But yes, um, I am, so I share, I share this work across um, all the social media platforms. So LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can connect with me on all of those at my website, which is justinefroker.com. I have a free ebook devotional which is based off of the Brene Brown work that I'm certified in. I also have throughout this time, I've been releasing a like four to five minute video that I'm calling a lunch break of courage every day during the season. That's just like a little tidbit of like, how do, how do we do this? How, how yeah. do we do this? And so if you want to, those are also on my website where you can kind of just view them by topic if you're needing them by topic. Um, and then I am doing, I'm doing kind of these mini workshops throughout the next three weeks. Some of them are even free. Um, the rest of them are pretty low cost just to try to serve during this time. And, um, and I have two books on, on Amazon also and my YouTube channel. So there's no shortage of content. I always tell people though, don't you dare numb with it (laughs) yes (laughs) like I had one girlfriend she's like so I might have a problem I'm binge watching your YouTube because she's like can you tell me what you're talking about in this video and I go why are you watching a video from three years ago? Good God! Like, watch my new, my new
0: stuff. Yeah, I'm better. do the new stuff. the yeah, do <laughs> the new stuff. She, yeah. She went down the rabbit hole, and I was like, Oh God! How funny! How funny! It's a big compliment, though. It's a big compliment. I know personally, <laughs> I'm really loving the lunch breaks of courage. Just thank those you. little snippets of it just kind of you know builds me up a little bit. So, thank you for doing those, and thank you so much for coming on here today, guys. Remember to subscribe to us uh, on your favorite platform. Fi- Platform of choice on Facebook or Instagram at Inspire Healthy Harmony. We'll also have a great discussion on the Facebook page. Um, as always, you can check us out at InspireHealthyHarmony.com. So until we meet again, please know that our heart and our prayers are with you, and we hope you have a healthy and happy day.